there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Hi, welcome to the Live Healthy Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, and we're here with Ali Tarek, the founder of Five Score Labs, the region's first homegrown longevity consumer brand established in partnership with Ivy League trained scientists. We're going to find all about living longer, better. Welcome. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for having me on the show. Okay, so first of all, does this mean living past 100? Does this mean that's what you're trying to do? Uh, great question. Look, I think, um, you know, let's take a step back, I suppose. I guess when, when you ask people whether they would like to live to, let's say, 100 years, I think the the first thing that comes to mind is this idea or notion of being old and frail and, you know, losing your sort of cognitive abilities uh, and bodily functions. Um, you know, and that with that in mind, obviously the the immediate answer is no. You don't you don't want to live uh, to a hundred. But I think there there are two um, important aspects of longevity. Uh, lifespan's one of them, and lifespan's binary thing. So it's either you live long or you don't. Uh, but the other aspect or vector, if you like, is health span. So ideally, you want to be able to live to that old age um, in control of your cognitive abilities, uh, enjoying your daily life and going about doing the stuff that you enjoy. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, yes, you want to, you want to live long, but, uh, equally important, if not more important is to live, um, a healthy life, um, at that age. Yeah. So it's about living longer, but it's about living better. However long you're supposed to live. Do you, do you no, believe exactly? Yeah. Do you believe that's kind of a deep question, but do, do you believe that even you could do all of these things that we're going to talk about and still maybe your, your exit date has been determined? <laughs> no, that's, look, that's, that's a great question because I think that gets to the heart of, I suppose, um, you know, uh, not so much the pushback, but I suppose the, the counter argument uh, in the sense that, well, you know, we're here on Earth, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do is sort of, you know, depending on what your beliefs are, are predetermined. Uh, a lot of that thinking is driven by cultural aspects uh, and considerations. Um, I suppose my retort to that would be, you could apply that rationale to pretty much anything in life, um, really. So, you know, I suppose you could argue, oh, what's the point of trying to get an education um, if your sort of fate is predetermined. Um, I think the other aspect of that is genetic. So there is an element of how your genes are hard-coded from birth um, and how that determines your life. Uh, there is scientific truth to that. Um, but increasingly, uh, the literature and studies indicate that your genetic coding or hardwiring 
represents about 10 to 20 percent of your outcome as an individual um, and the rest the the sort of 80 to 90 percent is really uh environmental factors driven by your lifestyle decisions um you know everything that you do around uh your daily life whether it's uh, nutrition exercise supplementation uh and how how long you can sustain that so a lot of that is influence and i think what the literature and scientific studies are showing is that a lot of that it can be directly impacted by um your deliberate decisions um so you know i think going back to the question i think there is an element of cultural uh thinking around that sort of existential question um that's something that you know i think uh, over time people's think thinking is evolving over that as well so i think from generation to generation i think um uh, people's thoughts around meaning of life longevity and all the rest of it uh, evolves um and scientifically i think the evidence suggests that uh, we do have a direct impact on how we uh, choose to age well i mean it's certainly in my lifetime covering covering this stuff that has been the biggest development you know is that our genes are really a small part and in a way i think of it almost like do your best at what you're doing so you know you go to your job you do your best you go to school you do your best when it comes to being a human and the physical part of you being a human that merges into the mental do your best at that too like in a way longevity really isn't anything more than that right i don't know am yeah, i absolutely and i think if you were um you know if, if we were both having this conversation a hundred years ago um i don't think uh any any of us uh would have reasonably expected to live past the age of um 50 maybe or whatever the number is or was um so you know it, it just goes to show you uh, how how far we've come in such a short amount of time um and really what is the potential of uh, pushing the envelope even further um who knows i mean obviously there are people today that are 100 years old um uh, you know there are people that are much older than that but i think the 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 overall thinking is how do we all maximize our ability to live past that age that we're expected to live uh today so you know that 50 years old 100 years ago is i think the average has come up to 75 80 um and there's no reason why we can't push that even further so you are a finance guy how did you find your way into all of this how did this come about and you've you've sort of relearned and restudied and all in a really short amount of time I'm never going to live down that label of the finance guy. <laughs> um, but look, you're absolutely right. So uh, I've worked in um, finance for 15 years. Um, it's uh, it's what I studied in university as well. Um, and as you probably know, um, being in finance uh, or any sort of intense career, if you like, um, comes with it uh, a detrimental impact on your wellness, um, both physical and mental. Um, so I, I fell into that sort of cliche of poor diet choices, uh, lack of exercise, you know, whatever cliche you have around uh, finance guys, I was that living embodiment. Um, and it, I think it was one of those things. So I thought I got to the age of, uh, I would say about 38, 39, um, where, you know, it just became very obvious to me 
that the trajectory of my life was just not uh, going in the way that I would like for it to be going, um, both from a personal and sort of wellness perspective. Um, and, you know, the time came that I just needed to do something about it. Um, so it was a very sort of binary decision. Um, and bizarrely, incidentally, it was just around the time that sort of COVID hit and the world went into lockdown. So I was really at that fork in the road where it became very clear to me that I was either going to balloon into obesity um, or sort of intervene at that moment and really take back control. Um, so 2020, I, I underwent a, um, a transformation, really, a physical transformation, a mental transformation. Um, I lost um, about 16 kilos. Um, so if you, you know, if you met me three, four years ago, you probably wouldn't have recognized me on the street. Um, got into the best shape of my life. And that sort of led into sort of uh, uh, an increased interest in the science behind uh, what I was actually uh, undertaking in terms of that transformation. Um, you know, in lockdown, we didn't have much else to do but watch Netflix and read. Um, so I just got to reading all these fascinating books about um, genetics and uh, epigenetics and genomics. Um, and that led to me pursuing a um, sort of part-time uh, certification in genomics um, in the U.S. Um, and really that kind of spiraled into sort of this idea around, well, you know, here it took me 40 years to, but I finally found something that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, it's it's something that, um, you know, I practice on a daily basis myself. Um, uh, and incidentally, one of my best friends in life uh, uh, is a gentleman that I've known for 30 years. We went to high school in Saudi, uh, and he sort of crafted a career as a medical doctor um, in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and we got to talking, uh, and we got another friend on board as well, who we've known for 20 years. Um, and that's, I suppose, that's when the genesis of Fiscore Labs uh, really came about. It, percolated over the course of about a year, 18 months. Um, there were some obvious shortfalls um, that I came across as a consumer of some of these products. Um, and really, it was about going out there and fixing that for myself and hoping in some small measure that that would help um, other people in their journeys, if you like. So, yeah. So when you, let's just describe your life up before and then what changes you made and then and then how that those shortfalls you're talking about that you saw so what what were what were you like before um so uh i'm gonna have to cast my mind back a, a, a couple of years like i said i was um overweight so i mean that's number one so clearly uh, my diary choices uh, were very poor by that i mean i was having three, four meals a day, uh, snacking all day. Um, and the meals I would consume um, had no sort of consideration towards sort of nutritional value. Um, so, you know, and, you know, you know, living in, in the UAE, you have access to all sorts of uh, cuisines from around the world. Um, but you tend to gravitate to the common ones, uh, don't you? So, you know, think of, think of pizzas and burgers every day. Um and coupled with the sort of lack of any sort of physical exercise, 
um, it really, you know, over the course of a couple of years, it really weighs down um, on you physically and mentally. Um, and yeah, I, actually, I do remember this one time, I think it was summer of 2019, I did one of these genetic tests, the 23andMe uh, genetic test. Um, it came back, obviously, you get your sort of really cool reports around your ancestry. Um, but one aspect of that uh, testing is the health, the health side and what your uh, genes say about you in terms of um, uh, how you respond to your environmental factors. Uh, and one of the key takeaways for me was I was uh, apparently 50% more likely to develop type 2 diabetes mm. um, based on my genetic profile. And that was a bit of a wake-up call. Um, so definitely in the wrong place in terms of uh, physical uh, fitness, definitely in the wrong place in terms of um, uh, mental um, and uh, nutritional fitness. Um, and uh, it became very clear to me that a lot of that sort of interplay was impacting my quality of life at work. Um, so I was typically uh, very anxious at work. Um, you know, the quality of my sleep deteriorated. Um, and it really is a vicious cycle. And, you know, unless you sort of intervene um, dramatically, uh, it's very easy to find yourself at, say, 50 years old and doing exactly the same um, stuff around um, uh, dietary choices and uh, lack of exercise. Um, so when I when I did my sort of self-intervention, um, it was very clear to me that I needed to hit all these hallmarks um, one by one. So get yourself in order in terms of um, physical fitness. So, um, and you know, these are things anyone can do, right? So it's not rocket science, get a personal trainer, um, lose the excess weight, build muscle mass, um, and fix your nutrition. So I followed a very strict regimen of broccoli and chicken and, um, healthy fats and healthy carbs. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting. Um, so, uh, I don't have breakfast, for example, uh, most days, some days I don't even have lunch. So typically, um, you know, if you have one meal a day, it's very difficult to overeat that meal. <laughs> um, you can, um, but, um, you know, you know, if you, if you live a sort of normal life, it's very difficult to do so. So, um, you get those two. And to be fair, if you get your personal fitness in order, if you get your nutrition in order, you're about 80% there. Um, so the good news is it's not rocket scientists. It's not rocket science. You don't need to be an ultra endurance athlete to get the benefits of longevity from, from physical exercise. Um, but the, the, the trick really is consistency and over the long term. Uh, and once you get those two uh, bits of your house in order, the last point is around sort of exogenous molecules and the supplementation that you can, um, you know, uh, take to sort of support your uh, protocols. Um, so again, three to four years ago, I didn't supplement on anything. Um, um, and very quickly, I had to educate myself in terms of what compounds work, what, what is evidence informed, um, what you can get from your uh, daily food intake, what you need to supplement with. Um, so, and I think if you look at my stack now, uh, you'd be very, um, you'd be, uh, you'd be very surprised how, how many uh, sort of supplements an individual can take in one day. Um, 
but a lot of that needs to come alongside that first bit. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of, you know, if you don't get your fitness or nutrition in check, don't come talk to me about supplements. You know, it's just not worth uh, the time and effort. Uh, you would probably get some of the benefits, but I mean, to get that transformational impact on your uh, life and longevity, um, you need to have a holistic approach. Um, and, you know, I like to think that that's what I do. I think if you if you speak to my colleagues at work, um, I think they'll be the first ones to tell you that I'm a changed man um, um, in terms of my ability to sort of keep anxiety in check and um, sort of be disciplined about uh, what to order on Deliveroo every day, for example. Um, and I think, you know, it was very clear to me that it's actually quite easy to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, we're fortunate to live in a city where you have all these options uh, on your phone uh, in terms of healthy food that you can order. Um, you know, we, have, we live in a city where personal trainers, uh, you know, there are plenty in Dubai at the drop of a hat. You can get into whatever sport that you like to. Um, but unfortunately, um, most people don't. And I think it's it's a bit of a mental block. Um, and I hope in some small measure that what I do every day uh, inspires uh, everyone around me. Um, I'm pleased to say that my uh, my colleagues and juniors um, have lost weight over the years because of me. <laughs> so I'm doing my bit as well in terms of uh, preaching what I uh, practice. Um, I get into the specifics and the stack and all that, but I'm just curious because you also seem to have found a purpose in all of this. And I wonder how much that purpose and passion you feel, what piece that is of longevity. Uh, it's a good quote. I mean, that, that, that's a great question. So you're absolutely right. So I, I, I do generally feel like I've found the sort of purpose and calling um, in life. And it's taken me 40 plus years to find that. Um, you know, I think a lot of that thinking is personal to the individual. I think for me, um, being in the career that I'm in, um, you know, there was a, a certain part of me that needed something else to, I suppose, not only just, you know, make sure that I'm in check health from a health perspective, but also something that I was generally interested in, um, that allowed me to read and learn about other things outside of work. Um, and if I cast my mind back, I think, you know, even in high school, biology was probably my my favorite um, subject in high school. So, you know, it's taken me 40 years to make a full circle. So I got there in the end. Um, and um, yes, you're absolutely right. So I think uh, there is an element of uh, personal calling. I think that's personal to me. Uh, I don't think you need that as part of uh your own longevity amb ambitions, if you like. Um, I think you can approach it in a very structured way that you don't need to have that sort of meaning in life uh, to follow. I think, um, and I think it's accessible to everyone, really. Okay, so let's talk about Five Square Labs and, you know, this concept of when you get these fundamentals in place, then going on to the right supplementation evidence-informed longevity molecules. What are we talking about here? That sounds like mumbo-jumbo to a lot of people. So what are we getting into? Uh, excellent question. So so I think, like, take a step back. So you're absolutely right. So I think 
step one is to get your physical fitness in check. Step two is to get your nutritional in check. And then step three, really, um, well, to be fair, before we get to the molecules part, I would also add sleep quality um, uh, in check. And then you can sort of consider or approach uh, supplementation. Um, and that's really taking exogenous um, compounds uh, as part of your uh, stack uh, daily. And that includes stuff like omega-3 oils, for example. And that's a big part of what I take every day. And there's a whole lot of literature in terms of uh, how that's important for your brain health uh, and the quality of um, uh, sort of your neuroprotective elements as you age. Uh, so omega-3 oils, you need to have plenty of that. You, you don't, and unfortunately, you just don't get enough from your diet um, unless you eat a lot of salmon, uh, which I don't. Um, vitamin D uh, is really important and critical um, for uh, your aging process. Uh, and a lot of the traditional supplements, they're all very important and they're all part of uh, my stack. Um, over and above that, I think there's another class of compounds that have not yet sort of hit the sort of zeitgeist or mainstream uh, thinking uh, in terms of their ability to add value to um, your longevity re regimen. Um, and that's, I think, the genesis of where uh, Five Score Lab started. Uh, and if you take a step back, there are a couple of elements uh, in terms of aging that's important um, to make sure that you maintain uh, a healthy uh, healthy balance of um, and maintaining, uh, for example, healthy levels of NAD plus in your body uh, is an important element of aging. Uh, NAD plus is a coenzyme. It's one of the most abundant molecules in your body. Um, you know, without it, we'd be dead in 30 seconds. It's that critical. Every cell in your body has NAD. But unfortunately, uh, as you get older, NAD declines. Uh, so much so that by 50 years, you have about half the levels of what uh, you would have had if you were 20. Um, and NAD is important for cell metabolism. Uh, it makes sure that um, DNA repair mechanisms uh, are functioning as they should be. Um, and, you know, there are natural ways to support NAD. Um, and that's where the balanced lifestyle comes into play. Um, so, for example, exercise uh, increases your NAD levels. Um, intermittent fasting increases your NAD levels because your body is put under a mild degree of stress. Um, and the reaction is uh, to increase levels uh, to, and to improve your uh, metabolism uh, effectively. Um, that said, there is an inevitable decline. Uh, and the other way of maintaining healthy NAD levels is through supplementation. So I think what's become popular um, globally is, I don't know if you come across these NAD drips um, that you, you can order to your house and uh, have, have them stuck into your uh, arm and have a dose of NAD effectively uh, for about an hour. I personally haven't done that. Um, I am not sure what is the efficacy of uh, those trips. Um, you know, I think it's safe to assume you probably get a, a boost for an hour. Um, but then the question remains what happens uh, over the long term and how how effective really is it in terms of maintaining healthy NAD. 
Um, so I think the literature suggests that the best way of maintaining healthy energy is through healthy lifestyle and through supplementing with precursors. Uh, and one of those precursors um, is, um, you know, things that you can get. Vitamin B3, for example, is a known uh, NAD booster. Um, and there are variants of uh, vitamin B3, including niacin, uh, nicotinamide riboside, uh, and nicotinamide mononucleotide um, for the aficionados, um, which is the, the molecule uh, that we're supplying at the minute. Uh, it's what I take personally um, every day. Um, it's been studied to improve NAD levels uh, in supplementation uh, form uh, over the course uh, of uh, a couple of years. Um, and, and added to that uh, is another compound that we're offering at the moment. It's called resveratrol. Again, it's something that's been uh, I suppose in the mainstream zeitgeist for many years, um, commonly found in the skin of grapes. Um, if you're a wine drinker, it's in red wine. Um, but unfortunately, the levels of the compound in both grapes and wine uh, is maybe too small to make a, a long-term impact. Um, so I think you'd need to drink about... I don't know what the number is, but like 100 bottles of red wine a day to get a meaningful amount of resveratrol, um, which by no means anyone should be doing. Um, so you, you can find that in supplement form. It's something that we've partnered with our labs uh, in the UK to manufacture as well. Uh, the key thing about resveratrol is it's uh, it's not water soluble. Um, so you typically mix it either with a meal um, or I like to take it with some olive oil. Um, to allow it to sort of increase the bioavailability. So these are sort of two compounds um, that we've sort of rolled out. By no means is that uh, the end of it. Um, I suppose you have to start somewhere. Um, and uh, I think the intention really is to uh, augment that product offering, um, but also um, over time become a sort of reference point for healthy aging in general. So what I'd love to... The, the company to be, you know, if you if we spoke five years from now, I'd love it to be offering sort of uh, personal training services, uh, healthy meal plans, uh, a stack of healthy evidence-informed supplementation, um, and tools to allow you to you know, measure your biological age. There are DNA tests that you can do today. Um, you know, you may be 40 years old chronologically. Um, you look a lot younger, by the way. Um, and your bio, but your biological age may be a lot younger depending on your lifestyle. Um, so these are tests that you can do today. They are unfortunately unavailable in the UAE just yet, um, but we're hopefully uh, working on uh, a solution for that. Um, so really, the the key, and I think the overarching theme here is a holistic approach. Um, you know, we've just started last month. I think if you look at our business today, it's only two products. Uh, but we're hoping um, to quickly add to that over the next uh, six months to a year. Well, this is all born out of you getting into you getting your health together, then you wanting to take it to the next level and then becoming frustrated with the supplements that are available in the UAE. Everyone is getting all these shipments from iHerb, but even there, you know, even iHerb, you're you're not guaranteed by any means. And I think what happens with people is they hear, oh, NAD, okay, I'll order NAD and take it. And it's just so much more complicated. And then what, what are your frustrations with 
with longevity supplements that are available here. I mean, anyone who's tried will know, but what, like what's going on and what do people need to be careful of? Do you think? Yeah, no, excellent question. Um, so you're absolutely right. So one of my biggest frustrations, um, and I was shocked to find out, um, specifically on, let's take NMN as an example. Uh, there was a study done in 2021 in the US um, where shockingly, uh, about 65% of the NMN available on Amazon uh, contained less than 1% of the active ingredient. Um, well, I mean, which to me is mad. Uh, I, just, I, I mean, it's just, um, you know, you wonder what you what you take every day uh, when you see numbers like that. Um, so much so, I think they've taken NMN off Amazon in the U.S. now. So if you're based in the U.S., you can't order Amazon because it was that big of a problem. Um so problem number one is the the quality of the supplement and what is it that you're actually uh, taking uh, when you take a, a pill. Um, so we, and that was a big part of our mission. So I must have spoken and met with uh, five labs in the UK uh, until I settled uh, on one um, that was a family run business. They've been doing it for 50 years, uh, a great company. Um, actually went on site to, you know, took me a tour of, you know, cause I I'm just one of those guys where I was like, okay, actually show me how you make the pill. I mean, I just want to see how it's actually done. And they were kind enough to take me a tour of the facility, um, which was great. And I took a lot of comfort from that. Um, but we don't stop there. So every batch that we make, we send it to a, an accredited lab, uh, in Burbanks, California, uh, and they test it for purity as well. Um, uh, and the third, I would say, uh, a filter is in Dubai itself. So every supplement that gets imported to Dubai needs to go through testing with Dubai municipality. Um, so by the time that you take it in Dubai, it's it's gone through that sort of uh, degree of uh, uh, analysis. So we we've done that as well. Uh, so by the time that you know it's come to your consumption, you know that it's gone through first a level of certification in the UK. So first of all, you need to look out for uh, products that are made in GMP certified uh, facilities. Uh, GMP stands for good manufacturing practice. Uh, I would say the second level uh, should always be uh, testing at an independent lab. Um, ideally, that's in a different country. You know, it just allows for that sort of diversity, diversity, uh, diversity of testing. Um, and each batch ideally should be tested uh, independently um, and displayed by the manufacturer or the brand. And the third level is, you know, that I, was, I, was, I would say that sort of uh, local municipality testing, if you like. And for us, that's Dubai. Um, so those are the third, the three frustrations um, or pain points, I would say that. Uh, I observed when I was trying to buy these supplements online, um, you know, and part of, I'm not ashamed to say part of what set up five score labs for me was selfish. Uh, I just wanted to sort of source my own supplements. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I, I succeeded in that. So, um, and uh, a big part of this is now sharing that with, you know, whoever's interested really. So a couple of other things about supplements, the, the, Excipients, the extra ingredients in supplements are something that you have to be aware of. And I think people don't like to pay very much, but 
to get, you do get what you pay for. So can you address those? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so again, going back to the, the issue with NMN and Amazon, um, so 65% of uh, NMN supplements on Amazon contain less than 1% of NMN. So, you know, the natural question is, well, what's in that pill that I'm taking? Um, and unfortunately, it's, well, first of all, who knows? Um, but more often than not, it's stuff like, you know, flour. Sometimes it's as scandalous as that. You'll be just ingesting white flour, thinking that it's a supplement. Um, other times it's, um, you know, a form of that same supplement. So like I said, uh, NMN is a derivative of vitamin B3. Um, and the supplement company will be advertising it as NMN, but uh, it turns out that they're actually selling a much cheaper version, vitamin B3. So you're paying for uh, an expensive supplement, but effectively you you know you're better off just taking the vitamin B3 in your in your local sort of uh, whole foods market um, for a much cheaper price. So those are the things. Um, resveratrol equally has a problem in the sense that. Um, if you go to your local supplement store, there's plenty of resveratrol on the shelf. Uh, but I think what you will notice more often than not is it tends to be brown in color. Uh, and that's because they mix the resveratrol with loads of other stuff. So you'll get a lot of um, uh, excipients like cinnamon or uh, black pepper or um, anything like that um to you know presumably boost the effects of resveratrol um which you know in of itself is a claim that's not backed by science uh, so ideally what you want resveratrol to be is a, a white uh, powder that's pure um ideally 98% uh, pure um and that's typically uh, very rare to find uh, in your local store um so more often than not you're you're left with you know, finding the right company online, really. Um, so yeah, those for those two supplements, those are, I would say, the two pain points um, that you need to look out for. Okay, so what do you guys want to do next? What do you, I mean, you want to do everything, but what's your what's your next step? Um, so funny you should ask. So I'm actually uh, in discussions with the lab in the US on rolling out uh, our next line of products. So the challenge with supplements is... Uh, I mean, I, I love my supplements and I have a stack. Um, it can be intimidating um, for people to consume um, because the form factor is not really readily accessible. Um, you know, there's uh, maybe a little bit of hesitation to taking supplements in the first place. So what we're working on is a different form factor. So we're uh, exploring other um products so for example supplements in sort of super greens format that you can mix into um your drinks uh, or your smoothies um you can offer and the same supplements uh in other more accessible form factors if you like so don't want to say too much just yet but we're we're working on uh some other exciting um uh products and you know the irony is a lot of this stuff uh, I take anyway. So, you know, uh, what I'm actually doing is, uh, I suppose, finding a source uh, that gives me, as a consumer, the comfort 
uh, and taking these supplements, uh, knowing that they're of high quality um, and uh, evidence-informed, uh, and hoping to share that with um, friends and family. Well, they always say, like, if you can't, you know, can't find something and you that's a good place to start a business is to create the thing you can't find. Certainly this region needs greens you can trust. I have, I, I have had this long. Everyone at home is toting the A1C, you know, I, I have all my friends when I was at home in the summer. That's the trendy sort of greens greens uh, solution in the, in the West. So there's a lot of people importing this stuff. So where can people find you and engage and learn more about your stack and how to stack. I love that lingo. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, it's funny you should bring that up because um, I try to stay away from that lingo. So I don't use words like biohacking. Um, you know, there is a certain, I suppose, I wouldn't say stigma, but there's a certain association or a type of person that you associate with biohacking. Um and I think we need to move away from that um, because there's no reason why everyone uh, shouldn't be doing. I mean, it's like you said earlier, if you know, if, if you want to study, make sure you study well. If you want to do something, make sure you, you, you do it well. Uh, if you want to age, I think you should be aging well, really. Um, I, mean, I mean, everyone's free to age how they, how they wish, but I think you should be doing well. So I think uh words like stack and biohacking um almost precludes certain people um and almost invites that sort of labeling um because you know the immediate reaction is well i'm not a biohacker um so i'm not interested um and i'm hoping that over time that people move away from that okay. uh, and you know just sort of incorporate super greens and supplements um and a healthy lifestyle uh, as part of the everyday process. Well, everyone's confused about it. That's for sure. Like I, I'm in the field and I talk about this stuff all the time and I'm confused. So, uh, you're doing good work. So, um, uh, five score labs. Yeah. So we're on, I mean, we have an Instagram page, so it's five score labs, uh, an Insta. We have a, we have a website, um, five score.com, uh, for everyone outside of the region, five score.ae. Uh, for in the region. Um, like I said, we, we launched uh, fairly recently, uh, July this year. Um, we have uh, a good number of customers in the UK uh, who order from our site. Uh, we have a handful of customers in the UAE uh, and in Saudi as well. So, that, you know, that was interesting. Um, so we're, we're still small. We're still very sort of uh, tightly run. We're hoping to sort of grow humbly over the next year or so. Um, but you know, you raise a good point, um, and a part of this is educational. So I think in time, um, we're hoping to share more, uh, information in terms of, you know, what I do, for example, in terms of exercise, um, and supplementation and sharing that protocol, uh, with the wider world. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully even if, even if I help one individual live to, a healthy old age, it would have been worth it. Um, so, um, you know, and if nothing else, I have a lifetime supply of all the supplementation that I need. <laughs> well, I mean, the due diligence that you describe is, uh, it's inspiring. So, and it's just sort of that lack of transparency uh, with the other products in the market. So that's great. Thank you so much for your time.
Thank you. Have a great day. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast. 